Welcome to the Minor Touches Major Gifts Podcast, where small nonprofit leaders get the strategies and encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is. Nope, we're dreaming of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides and we're having a good time while we're doing it. We believe that paying attention to minor touches sees our mission funded with major gifts. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity and just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast for small nonprofits. It's a brand new year, 2021. We made it. We made it. Congratulations to you who persevered, pushed through, believed, and you focused, and you did. You made it through. Some of you did pretty, pretty good in 2020, even though we faced a lot of heartache. I'm David Oaks. Welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about chariots of fire, whirlwinds, and your nonprofit's focus. Today, we're talking about focus. Jewish people tell the story of a miracle-working leader who is about to be whisked away to heaven in a whirlwind. Being whisked away in a whirlwind that day was not a secret to the community. His direct report knew about it, and the student body of that leader's local academy knew it too. And everyone watched intently for the memorable moment, knowing it is his last day to interact with his esteemed and powerful mentor, the direct report asks for a double portion of his mentor's miracle-working powers. It's at that point that the leader says something that sounds mysterious. He says, if you see me, if you see me when I leave you, you can have what you ask. If you see me, he says. And then in the story, what happens next is an explosion of sensory overload. A fiery chariot with chariot with flaming steeds appears, drawing everyone's steadfast attention. Everyone that is, except for that direct report. Unlike the students back at the academy and all the folks in the community who are watching, he doesn't allow the dazzling vision to distract him from his focus, the master. He is a man of one focus. He's remembering his master's promise. If you see me when I leave, you can have what you ask. He doesn't take his focus off of the master. And then the students at the academy, as the story goes, so distracted by the flamboyant vision before them, they miss what should have been their focus. Unnoticed by the crowd, while everyone's looking at the chariot of fire, the horses, a whirlwind takes the master to heaven. No one notices. I should say, no one notices, but one person. One person maintains the right focus. Yes, you guessed it. The direct report, the mentee of the mentor, he remembers what the mentor told him. If you see me when I leave, you can have what you ask. 
Undaunted by the fiery spectacle, the direct report instead keeps his focus on the master in the whirlwind, and he goes on to receive just what he asked for, the double portion. The vast company of students in the mentor's college, they're focusing on the fiery chariot. They receive only doubt and confusion. Now, this story illustrates the power of remaining focused in times of great distraction. This story is thousands and thousands of years old. This story illustrates the power in times of great distraction of remaining focused. Wow. As I do this show, In 2021, January of 21, a year of great distraction is behind us. And 2021, a brand new year filled with possibility is ahead of us. Last year, many nonprofits went belly up. Now, I want to give you a word of caution. Statisticians, people who have studied recessions, especially recessions concerning the role of nonprofits, tell us that more nonprofits go defunct in year two of a recession than did in year one. So it's not over with. If there ever is a time to focus, it is now here at the beginning of this particular new year. This is not a time to be distracted by the religion of politics. Y'all, please Don't get caught up in the fiery religion, fighting political battles. It's not your call. Let someone else take that. I'm not telling you you shouldn't have opinions. not telling you you shouldn't have ideas and values that you shouldn't have voted for someone that you believed in. I hope you did. I did. But don't get caught up in the religion of politics, y'all. That's not our call. We have a different purpose. Let other people fight those battles. This is not the time to be distracted by the fear of pandemic. Fear has torment. Fear is not, shouldn't, if you focus on fear, it just elevates it. So this is not the time for that. This is not the time to be distracted by the prognosticators of bad economy. This is not a good time for you as a nonprofit leader to focus on everyone who's telling you the economy is horrible and it's going to be worse. This, don't focus on that. This is the time to have a different and a very clear focus. Let me speak to you just a few words about focus. We don't get what we want in life. We get who we are and who we are is a direct result of what we focus on. We always fortify what we focus on. We What we focus on gets bigger. It's just the way it is. It's reality. It's the truth. If you don't want restrictions, then don't focus on restrictions. If you want favorable circumstances, focus on favorable focus circumstances. What we focus on, folks, listen to me. What we focus on gets bigger. 
you may be, I'm going to give you a quote from Gordon McDonald out of a really great book that I try to read every year. It's called um, uh, Reordering Your Private World. He says, you may be multi-talented, possess enormous intelligence and remarkable communicative gift, and yet end up squandering it all because of an inability to seize control of time. And I'm saying at your inability to seize control of your focus will cause you to end up squandering it all, ever how gifted you may be, ever how big your opportunity is. If you don't focus, you could very well lose it, squander it, and it could be aborted. Now, let me just for a few moments give you one of the most significant ways to focus. That is to pull your 2021, your 2021 calendar down, get it in front of you and fill it with all of your strategic dates. Take in your whole year calendar down January through December and marking some strategic dates down can be one of the most strategic things you can do. And then once those strategic dates are filled in, back up a few days in a few weeks and then calendar the steps needed to ensure that that strategic action is completed on time. Why would we do that? Here's a truth you can take with, oh, take it with you and it's a life changer. What gets calendared gets done. What gets put on your calendar gets done. If you're holding a calendar, when you grab it, I'm telling you, a calendar is a theological document that is yours. It speaks to where your priorities are. What gets calendared, what gets marked on your calendar gets done. So very quickly, let me go through a few things that you should make sure to calendar. Number one, take that calendar and mark your board meetings down. If your board meets once per quarter, put those meeting dates on the calendar. And then after you've put them on there, back up two weeks, back up two weeks from the date of your board meeting and list the task of mailing out the agenda with supporting documents. So now you've got the board meeting date Two weeks earlier, you've got a task on your calendar, and that is mail out the agenda with supporting documents. Then back up two more weeks and calendar the task of producing the documentation that will pull your board into your mission. And then a few days before you mail it out, Touch base with your board members. Make sure they've received it. And while you're in conversation with them, mention some important things that you'd like for them to be familiar with when you meet. Why? Because doing your mission with a team is so much easier. And it's way, way, way more productive than doing it alone. If your board doesn't operate as an engaged and productive team, you You have to take the initiative to get them there. There's no greater way to pull them into a team than to do the forethought of involving them. So you've just taken the date of the meeting. You've backed up two weeks and you calendared uh, the uh, activity of 
mail it out, mail out the agenda with supporting documents. Then you go two weeks back and give yourself a task for two weeks. Make mailing out that agenda and the supporting, uh, supporting documents a priority. Oh my goodness. Yes. So number one, what to calendar? Calendar your board meetings. This, nothing. It'll just go so far. It'll do so much to help you to bring your board in and help them be engaged. Number two, calendar your newsletters, your newsletters. Nothing pumps and primes donors to give generously more than donor-centered newsletters. Donor-centered newsletters with stories of changed lives are gold. I say this all the time, and I'll tell you again today. Stories are the currency that nonprofit leaders collect in order to pay their donors for their giving. You as a leader always be about collecting the currency that you're going to pay your donors for their giving. A leader is always a collector of stories. Stories are the currency that you use to pay your donors for their giving. Stories of changed life, lives, stories of lives who have been changed because you all showed up and worked to see your mission accomplished. Your nonprofit should be printing and mailing out. Yes, you say, well, that's old fashioned. Who prints and mails? The nonprofits that raise the most money print and mail a donor centered newsletter no less than three times a year. If you can, you ought to do four. If you da- if you could, heck, you should do it monthly. The more emphasis you put on telling your constituents stories of changed lives in a quality way, the more money that you're going to raise. Great newsletters are part of the Ask, Acknowledge, and Report process of fundraising. Go to my blog and look for the blog post that says the big fat wasted opportunity called the nonprofit newsletter. Go read that and you'll get some idea of the power of a great printed newsletter. Not that you won't use, send it out electronically also. Absolutely. Why would you not? Why would you not use it? Just use pieces of that newsletter and all of your electronic uh, communications. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Okay. The next thing in between those newsletters, you're going to write your appeals. Write in the dates in between the time that you send those newsletters for you to send out an appeal. Never, ever, ever do an appeal without having first paid your donors with the currency of stories. You've paid them with some stories first. Great stories of changed lives primes your donor's pump for giving. Put your three or four email uh, appeals on your calendar. From those dates, do the same as everything else. You're just reverse engineering. Put the product on the, put the, the event, put it on the calendar, and then back up two weeks and put the task on your calendar for creating that appeal. Listen to me. Crock pot appeals. 
that are created over a few weeks do so much better than microwave versions. And if you're listening to this podcast, go back to the podcast where I talk about a baby's heel in your nonprofit's end of the year printed appeal, or go back to the, my blog on my website at wsdevelop.com. Read that. So write your appeals down. The next thing you want to make sure that you write down are your donor appreciation events or activities. Listen, please, dear God, if you're hearing anything I'm saying here today, do not fail to write appreciation events and activities onto your calendar. Why? Because what gets calendared is what gets done. If it's important to you, you'll calendar it. Put an event on your calendar to appreciate your monthly donors. Put an event on your calendar to appreciate your major donors. Those event, what it is, just get them together and say thank you. Is it just a few donors? Invite them to your house. Invite them to your ministry. Do a cookout. Cook for them. I don't serve them. Do something. Anyway, when you get them together, draw them in close and just make sure you make great eye contact and they can see your face and just say, thank you. Without you, our ministry would not be taking place. Now, you'll have more strategic things that you'll want to calendar. Put them down. Put them down and then reverse engineer them back up a few days, back up a few weeks, and make sure that you have filled in all of the steps that are necessary to make sure that that thing gets done. After you've through writing in all the strategic things, those are the big rocks, then after that, go in, go back and fill in all the other items that fill up your week your staff meetings, your regular meetings, all the work that you do to reach out and focus on your constituents. Okay, congratulations. You know what you just did? If you did that with me, you just did strategic planning. Sure you did. You just focused. Here's what you're going to get if you do this: the hard work of focusing in on strategic planning while everyone else is struggling. It wouldn't surprise me that you would get a double portion of what's coming to you in 2021. (laughs) I like that. Focus, plan, and get that strategic double portion power in 2021. There you have it. Chariots of fire, whirlwinds, all of that story helping us to drill down on focus, focus, focus. If you heard this for the first time and in your, you're in your car or you're not able to do this, go back, start the podcast, start the show from the beginning, grab a blank calendar, a January through December calendar, and do this with me. <clears throat> this is called, honestly, yes, this is strategic planning. And then once you do this, it just gets bigger and bigger and greater and greater and your nonprofit just begins to accomplish so, so, so much more. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you really want to help me, you can give me a five-star review in the podcast app of your choice that you use. So, all right, here we go. I'm going to send you away with some positive affirmations. Until next time, 
This is David Oaks saying to always remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a change world. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way. And because the world is a better place when we're at our best, excellence is our passionate pursuit. We're not begging. We're not pleading. We are inviting humanity to partner with Providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave this world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oakes saying so long.